I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. This, again, is going to be a nice little coffee talk with myself, uh, breaking some news that my wife and I found out uh, earlier this week and how that's going to affect uh, the, the podcast and fucking my life in general. So what went down? Uh, I am recording this on a Sunday so this past Tuesday, I was notified of a short notice deployment tasking that just happened to have my name on it. Of course, this throws a big wrench in the life that my wife and I have here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the rhythm and everything. And the initial feelings I had were just like, fuck. And But as I was kind of going through the motions, accepting it, and just you know getting prepared and not really having a lot of time because, you know, I, I found out on, I'll give you the date, November 30th, and now I'm going to be flying out on the 13th, which I think is going to be the day I put this episode out. So, you know, having two weeks essentially to kind of gather my things, get my life sorted and in order, figure out what's going to happen to my family. And, you know, doing all that, I felt it was important to share this um, because as I was, you know, processing everything, I I started going back to all this yoga philosophy I've been fucking preaching about for the past few months and just realizing, hey, you know what? I think there's there's something to this. Uh, I feel okay, you know, maybe knowing, maybe because I'm older, maybe because I've studied these things and I can look at things through a different perspective and lens now that where I'm not going to fucking completely fall apart because this uh, thing or this change is going to happen. Uh, let me take a drink of coffee real quick. Yeah, I'm not going to edit any of this out, by the way. So enjoy that slurp for you all. So, you know, change is inevitable. And sometimes we see it coming and uh, sometimes we don't. Uh, so as I was processing this, some main points came to my head when it comes to yoga philosophy, things I've talked about or will talk about in future episodes. Um, the first of which is Dharma, which, you know, I think by the time this one comes out, no, Dharma is going to come out a little bit after this one. So Dharma essentially is our duty or our life's purpose or, you know, the right way or whatever you want to call it. It's our, it's our current duty in time. And, you know, ever since Sonny was born, I feel like my Dharma has shifted now where my job is to be a present and supporting and loving and just helping this human being become a grown man that's going to serve this world as the best capacity. But the thing about Dharma is that it, it changes from one day to the next, you know, and as a military member, my Dharma is to essentially step up when my name is called. And that Dharma requires a lot of sacrifice. So in the Bhagavad Gita, um, Arjuan, Arjuna is set in battle and he has these, you know, really, he's kind of against it. He doesn't want to go into battle and kill people that he knows, people that he's related to because these two tribes are at war. 
But essentially, Krishna says, like, this is your dharma. You're a warrior prince. And if you don't do your duty, <laughs> duty, as if you don't do that, a lot of negative is going to come back from it. Like, evil people are going to roam the world and cause chaos and all kinds of stuff. And he has to accept this dharma, which he may not like. And that's kind of in the position I'm in right now, where as a military member, my dharma, again, is to step up and to serve the country and something that's bigger than myself. And I'm not a big fan of it, especially at this moment, but that is what's required. And that's what I got to do. And, you know, I, as much as I love my son, I feel like, although he doesn't understand what's going on right now, he's, you know, he's one, he's just kind of worried about shapes and when he's going to get the get boob the next time. But, you know, at some point I'm going to be able to remind him and tell him, Hey, you know, when you're one, I had to go and I didn't want to leave you, but that's what was required of me at that time. And if you ever happen to find yourself in a situation where, you know, deep down, you know, it's what you need to do. And although you don't want to fucking do it, it needs to get done and you need to step up and go forth and do what you got to do and come back. And I feel like that was, you know, out of all this, I can look and look to my son and say, I live with integrity and I stepped up when I was needed to do so. Uh, another thing that came up as far as kleshas in yoga, you know, we have aversion and attachment. Um, so, you know, on the aversion side, of course, I didn't want to do any of this shit because it's going to be super uncomfortable. First, breaking the news to my wife, figuring out how we're going to get uh, past this as far as, you know, are they going to stay here? Are they going to go home, go, go back to California to spend time with family? You know, what are we going to do with the house? What are we going to do with the, you know, everything came all at once, which I think when we get news that's going to change everything, we fucking try to tackle everything at once. So I wanted to avoid all that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, okay, how can I, how can I get out of this? Essentially? How can I avoid this, uh, this change or this suffering, this discomfort? And, you know, of course that's just not the way to live with integrity. I know if I went down that route at the end of the road, yeah, I would be somewhat happy because I wouldn't have to leave my family, but I would also feel a little emptiness that I didn't step up and I didn't do my duty, right? I kind of avoided it and avoided that discomfort. And, you know, it's, again, it sucks and life's going to suck and we just kind of have to accept that and kind of bow and surrender into this comfort and see what comes of it. Uh, the other cliche of attachment is, being attached to this very comfortable life that my wife and I have here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where we have a routine, we do our things, you know, I record the podcast, we take care of a kid, we have our favorite places to eat and get coffee. And although it's very beautiful and it's so rewarding and just, you know, being with family and having that time with everyone, I, I can't attach myself because as I mentioned back in episode 17, I think heartbreak where Everything is temporary, man. Everything and everything is in flux and it comes and it goes. And this is going to be a period where that comfort is going to go and that's okay. And it's just going to change. I'm still going to be able to keep in contact. This isn't fucking World War II where I have to write letters and maybe I'll get something back. I can literally, you know, see them every single day if I want to on, a, on my phone. And that's makes me a little bit, you know, more happy about this whole thing. So, you know, on those clashes, those are kind of things that I played through my mind as, as I was dealing with all this. Um, also, you know, on the on the Yama of Truth, you know, when I first got the news, I was really angry, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, how does this happen to me? You know, making really eye-centered. 
and trying to bl- place blame somewhere. And, you know, what essentially happened was someone got sent out. He was medically cleared on the way out there. But while he was um, going through some quarantine stuff, it turns out he wasn't. It's a lot of stuff that went down. So they sent him back to get the medical clearance. At the end of the day, he was denied. And now my name, my name was next on the list. Um, and apparently this happens a lot. Anyway, uh, so my blame was like, well, fuck this guy. You know, what the fuck? And then at the end of the day, he's like, what is the real truth here? Is that just my perspective or my mood or my situation that's distorting the truth? He didn't do this shit on purpose. He didn't do this thing to me. I think it's just a thing that happened. And just trying to accept that. And, you know, looking at my commander like, hey, come on, you can just say fucking I'm not going to send anybody. But again, you know, that's not truth. She may have something that she needs to answer to. The body needs to get sent and whatever it is, right? Whatever I want to uh, try to do or try to think of it, it does not change the fucking situation at all. So it's best for me to just surrender into this thing that happened to me. And, you know, as I went on about it, I... I thought about, you know, past deployments that I've been on. And I've been on uh, like five or six or maybe a little bit more. They all kind of jumbled together in my head. Um, But the last one was probably the most uh, beneficial for me. And now let me finish how how that was. My my wife and I, we were dating at the time. Um, So that time away from her really kind of put in perspective like, man, I really, really love this person. Uh, I kind of want to spend the rest of my life with her. And while I was deployed, that's when I was, I made my mind that I want to ask this person to marry me. And, you know, later on that year we got engaged. And also on the, you know, self-development front, I find like every time I deploy, first you have a lot of time um, because you're not cooking, you're not, everything's kind of taken care of for you. And you have a lot of time to improve if you choose to do that. Um, And I read a lot when I'm deployed. And that's when I started reading a lot of, self-development books and like thinking about life and purpose and this last deployment, this was damn back in 2016. That's when that really jump started my, my uh, journey into this rabbit hole. So I'm really curious as to what this deployment brings for me when I, you know, choose, I can be, and this is how I choose to be is like, I can be a victim of circumstance or I can fucking create opportunities. And that's what I plan to do. Um, I am still a little upset, just still coping with everything. I I have moments where I'm playing with my son and he's laughing and we're just having such a beautiful moment. And I just got, you know, in the course in the back of my head, like, all right, this is not going to be for a little while and that's going to hurt and that's okay because it's going to, it's going to come back. You know, it's, it's a season again, it's going to come and go. So what helps me um, get through all this I look into the yoga sutras, right? There's a thing about opposite thought where, you know, when I got this news, of course, being human, our head goes to the most negative spots as possible. I think that's how we fucking, you know, uh, evolved and survived, right? We kind of assume the worst and get ready for it and then can you move on from there? It helps when you're when you're hunting and if you see something in a bush, you're going to assume that whatever's in that bush is going to be very dangerous. Going to take a sip of coffee here. So opposite thought helps me when my mind was going to negative spots where I'm going to miss out on this. I'm not going to be able to do this. Again, very, very eye-centered. But also, you know, inviting the the positives or the opposite thought that I was having, I realized, you know what? 
my wife and son are going to go back to California while I'm gone. And they get to be around all of our families and all this love and support that we don't get to have being a military family day to day. My wife and I have rarely ever had a date night because we just don't, you know, we don't have anybody to watch our kid here. So she gets to be with her family and my family. And when we do visit, we try to squeeze like a month's worth of shit into 10 to 14 days because that's you know all the time I can really allot being away from work. And now she gets to kind of take her time and be chill and really enjoy her family, not be rushed from this place to that place. And I feel like that's a really good thing. And again, being around all that love and support and her family and my family are, of course, they're fucking, they're ride or die, man. They, they help us out and they're going to help us out through this tough spot that we find ourselves in. Uh, also on my front, when, you know, I have a very comfortable life here, I'm, I was teaching at a yoga studio, just getting my fucking, you know, uh, my rhythm and, and that aspect of my life. And now I have to, you know, leave and I thank Teresa for giving me the opportunity. I hope that she, she accepts me when I come back. And I kind of think, you know, as much as that sucks, maybe this is going to open up doors to further my practice while I'm over there. And, or there's going to be teaching opportunities there where I can develop as a teacher, or I can really just hone in on my meditation, which has kind of been lacking a little bit, to be honest with you. So there's a lot of things that, you know, I could just focus on the negative and just be fucking upset and pissed and everything again that's not as much as i want to do that or as much as is as comfortable or as fun as it would be to do that it's not going to change the situation at all so i can also invite those positive thoughts and see what can come of this and you know whenever i go through a negative space or i'm put in a situation where i do not like i like the phrase or the question that i ask myself is what can i make of this and that to me is a very powerful question because when you're saying that, it's like, what can I make of this? It kind of makes you accept where you're at in time. It doesn't, you know, for when we're put in a negative spot, we can often think of things that, oh, if I would have done this, if I would have done that, why am I here? Like, and all that shit, again, doesn't help the situation. You can say, what can I make of this? Accepting where you are and then asking yourself, all right, good. What can I make of this? What? Can I, what positive can come from this that's going to help me progress or become a better person or serve better? You know, and I've, I ask myself a lot, right, what can I make of this? Well, one, I can probably save a good amount of money because I'm taken care of over there. My wife's going to be taken care of. We're going to be spending essentially half the money on that we usually do. I'm shutting off a lot of stuff here in the house. Uh, you know, so not that money is important, but it'll be nice to have that extra nest egg and we can spend it on some stuff that's fun when I get back. And that's one aspect, you know, that, that could come with that can make of this. Again, I can progress myself as a yoga teacher. I can continue to study. I can, the, it's, it's fucking endless. And, you know, if I, I feel looking at it through that lens, this really helps me. And it almost kind of gets me a little excited of what's to come, you know, because a lot of things lined up kind of weird um, for this to happen. For one, let me, let me explain. Of course, there's a wrench, but a lot of things lined up. Once I got the news, a lot of things lined up almost as if this shit was supposed to happen. And this is my hippy dippy where like, I'm just open to the universe and not fighting and just surrendering and letting it flow and not being super rigid. Uh, example is my father-in-law and my wife's cousin were planning to fly out anyway on a Wednesday 
And, you know, we got the news. They're like, oh, shit, how are we going to get you home? How are we going to, I mean, we want you to have a car while you're in California. And, you know, my father-in-law was generous enough to be like, all right, well, we're flying out anyway. Let me drive the car back. And then my wife and my son can fly back home to California. And it just fucking worked out. It was seamless. He, he's going to fly in on a Wednesday. He's going to drive out on the Saturday back to California. My wife is going to fly out with her cousin on the same flight on the Sunday. And it, everything just fucking worked out. Um, and that was my biggest concern is their well-being and where they're going to be. And the next, it just so happens they fly out on a Sunday. I'm flying out on a Monday. And everything just, just worked out. Again, being open and not being super rigid and just flowing I think helped us navigate this a lot more than if we were to fight it every step of the way. So what's the future of the Ordinary Yogi? Shit, man. We're going to be Ordinary Yogi abroad, apparently. I am going to continue to put out episodes and podcasts. The format may change a little bit. It may be, I'm going to sprinkle some yoga shit in there. Don't worry about that. But it may turn to like a, more like an audio journal. Like what's going on? How am I, how I'm doing? How am I, just, I don't know. We're just going to see. I'm going to get on the microphone every week. I'm going to talk some shit into it, and hopefully you receive it well. And we're just going to keep pushing forward, and I'll keep posting stuff. And if anyone has any questions, concerns, please feel to feel to reach out. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please leave a rating review, message me on Instagram, all that good stuff. I really appreciate all the support I've been getting so far. Um, my promise to you all is I'm going to keep pushing these things out every single week. And a meditation as well. Until fucking, I just decide not to do it anymore. Uh, I love you all. I will talk to you all next week.